0: ACT One of Madame Pepita by Gregorio Martinez Sierra. Translated by John Garrett Underhill, 1876-1946. to This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. CHARACTERS
1: Madame Pepita, aged
2: 38. Read by Avaee. CATALINA aged seventeen read by jen Broda. galatea
3: aged twenty-five read by matea brachic
4: garmin aged twenty-eight read by devora allen christina aged sixteen read by sonia
0: a sewing girl aged twenty read by son of the exiles
5: don guillermo aged forty read by adrian stevens
6: alberto aged twenty-two read by thomas peter
7: don louis aged fifty-five read by todd
8: augusto aged twenty-five read by andrew gauntz
6: andres
0: aged thirty read by david purdy stage directions read by michael Max. act one reception salon in the establishment of madame pepita a fashionable dressmaker the room is elaborately fitted out with gold furniture upholstered in silk but too elaborate for good taste in the centre and at the right small tables strewn with fashion magazines coloured plates of french and viennese models and samples of materials such as wholesale houses supply to dressmakers A large three-panelled mirror in front of a pier-glass reaching to the floor points to the fact that on busy days the salon is pressed into service as a fitting-room also. One or two smart hats hang about on high stands. Almost in the centre of the stage is a dress-form, on which is draped an elaborate evening gown. At the rise of the curtain, Carmen, one of Madame Pepita's fitters, is kneeling before the form, pinning a design of flowers and foliage on the gown. She pauses every now and then to compare the result with the fashion-plate which she takes from the floor at her side, in order to examine it more closely. Christina stands nearby, handing her pins from a small box, besides flowers and buds from a large carton which is placed on a chair carmen a smart-looking young person of the type employed in the better dressmaking establishments of madrid wears a black frock set off with a small white apron her shoes are neat and her hair and general appearance faultlessly correct christina an apprentice still in short skirts is well groomed and smart both girls speak with the easy sophistication of the capital but without marked vulgarity
4: give me a pin a rose a bud quick you're not in any hurry are you well you'll see what will happen if the snapdragon appears upon the scene and his dress isn't finished
0: catalina a girl of seventeen enters innocent and attractive in appearance she is horribly dressed and her hair is done frightfully though her clothes are well cut and of good material her skirt is on crooked and dips down on one side her blouse gapes where it fastens and her apron which is made of lace and batiste of excellent quality is decorated with a huge ink-spot her skirt is neither long nor short while a hair hangs loose, except for a large bow tied where it does the least good. In moments of abstraction she bites her nails furiously. In one hand she carries a book. Her conversation is that of a spoiled child, who is aware of her importance as daughter of the head of the Establishment. Catalina, entering, overhearing Carmen's last words.
2: See here, you needn't call my mother the snapdragon. She has a name like everybody else. Dearie, you're a sweet ghost. You always appear when you're not wanted. Whether I'm wanted or not is none of your business.
4: Excuse me, dearie.
0: Catalina, walking over and seating herself in an armchair.
2: You needn't excuse yourself, but be a little careful what you say. I'm here.
0: Cuddling herself down into the chair like a cat
2: and I'm not as silly as you think
0: She opens the book and begins to read to herself evidently with great difficulty Carmen under her breath
4: Little miss know-it-all is not as silly as you think
0: Catalina turning quickly
4: See here you needn't call
2: me little miss know-it-all. I've got a name like everybody else what you've got is a consumptive's quick ear
0: catalina much offended
2: consumptive yourself
0: christina intervening
2: ah now don't be cross it was only a joke
0: catalina immediately appeased
2: that's all right but be a little careful with your jokes my name is Catalina, I'll have you know, and my mother is not the snapdragon. She's the señora, the head of this establishment.
0: Carmen, maliciously.
2: The Madam. No, sir, not the Madam. Madame Papita, which is very different.
0: Insisting.
2: Madame Papita, Madame Papita.
4: We heard you, dearly.
0: Maliciously.
4: Well, then. If Madame Pepita comes in and this trimming isn't finished, the head of this establishment is going to create a disturbance that will make a hurricane seem tame. And quite right, too, because you're lazy things, all of you. Wise talk eh, from the pet of the house. Why don't you turn in and help?
0: Catalina scornfully.
4: I.
2: you've got cheek.
0: Turning her back. She begins to read again, applying herself laboriously, pronouncing each syllable as children do when they learn.
2: The human body consists of three parts, head, trunk, and extremities.
0: Repeating without looking at the book.
2: The human body consists of three.
0: A bell rings at the entrance, which is at the head of the stairs. Carmen to Christina.
4: Look and see who's coming. The doorbell rang.
0: Christina, glancing towards the door upon the right.
4: It's the boy from the silk shop.
0: Alberto appears in the doorway. He is a youth of twenty-two, unusually well-educated, of good family, whom reverses have obliged to seek employment as a clerk in La Sultana, silk, lace, and haberdashery shop he dresses plainly but respectably and displays the excessive timidity of a person who feels himself above his position he is delivering a large number of boxes containing laces alberto hesitating before he enters
6: may i with your permission i beg your pardon
0: the two girls do not answer as they are busy laughing good morning Catalina raising her eyes from her book, instantly attracted by the young man. As the scene progresses, little by little, her attitude alters from sympathy to admiration. The actress should mark the transition simply and ingeniously, as the girl's innocence does not permit her to realise its significance.
2: Good morning. Do you wish anything?
0: Alberto, advancing a few steps, smiling timidly here are the laces from la sultana
6: so that you may select what is required
4: very well you may leave them and return a little later
6: alberto timidly but pardon me the proprietor wishes me to bring back what you do not desire when all the laces are here and ladies call at the shop naturally we have nothing to show
4: well madame has a fitting at present She has no time to make selections now. The idea? You wouldn't
2: refuse to oblige a lady, would you, just because your employer tells you to?
6: No, indeed. I shall retire then with your permission, and
0: return later. Backing awkwardly toward the door, in his embarrassment he collides with a chair, which, in falling, carries with it a table loaded with fashion plates, both crashing down together. Greatly disconcerted, Alberto attempts to gather up the scattered papers, becomes entangled, proceeds to extricate himself, finally almost falling in his turn. The two girls burst out laughing while Catalina rushes toward him with a cry. Catalina, hurrying to Alberto.
2: "'Oh, did you hurt yourself?'
0: Alberto, smiling in spite of his confusion, but looking askance at the two girls, who are still laughing. No, senorita, thank you very much.
2: Won't you let me get you a glass of cold water?
0: Oh, no, senorita, it is quite unnecessary. The girls continue to laugh. Catalina, turning to the girls.
2: I don't see what you're laughing at. Can't we laugh if we feel like it? Not when there's nothing to laugh at.
0: Never mind,
6: signorita They are laughing at me. When a man trips, it invariably amuses the ladies. I suppose it seems only natural.
2: <laughs> yes, we can't teach you anything.
0: Catalina to Alberto confidentially.
2: They're stupid things, both of them.
0: Alberto gratefully. You are an angel, signorita Catalina drawing away, half shyly, half surprised am i during this episode the girls have returned to their task of trimming the gown carmen kneeling on the floor leans backward better to sense the effect and presently makes a gesture of dissatisfaction
4: These can't be right i don't think so either it's too broad there's too much of it
0: carmen, rising and taking the sketch in her hand
4: well it is exactly like the drawing and that is awfully smart i don't know what it is
0: alberto interrupting pardon me snatching the sketch from carmen who looks up astonished
6: the lines of this model were designed for the ideal woman a woman with a figure built on gothic lines
0: His self-assurance now offers a striking contrast to his former embarrassment. What? Alberto, smiling, looking from one to the other as if making a demonstration in mathematics. I mean to say that she has very long legs.
4: Say now.
0: I am sure of it. Estimating the height of the plate with his eye and measuring it off with one finger
6: as painters do one two three we have exactly eight heads eight heads alberto smiling pleasantly yes Signorita, that is in total height and the lady for whom you are making this gown must be only
0: glancing at the dress form let me see one two three with perfect assurance
6: we may give her five and a half
4: Five and a half heads,
0: Carmen, sarcastically.
4: Five and a half heads ought to seem a lot to you,
0: Alberto. Intensely serious,
6: no, not at all. Five and a half are not nearly enough. The ideally proportioned figure has a total height of seven heads. That is the Greek type in all its purity and elegance. French and Viennese models always exaggerate somewhat, but Spanish women, particularly here in Madrid. A rather Romanesque in contour, like... To Christina, Like you, Signorita.
4: Like me?
6: <laughs> Don't be offended. I mean wide and thick. So, when we attempt to adapt the ideal lines of the model to the shapes
0: which we actually see, the result is ridiculous. Waxing eloquent as he studies the garment.
6: Three parallel rows of trimming on a short skirt. Horrible! And the pity of it is that just as long as women neglect to study the divine mysteries of line, they will continue to go about looking as if their worst enemies had designed their clothes. It breaks a man's heart to go out for a walk and meet masterpieces of the Creator transformed into monstrosities by the sacrilegious, criminal hands of tailors and dressmakers.
0: <laughs> Carmen, half amused, half angry.
4: What was that about tailors and dressmakers?
0: Alberto, recollecting himself, his customary timidity returning as he realizes what he has said. Please excuse me. I wasn't thinking of you. Catalina, who has been listening in open mouthed admiration.
2: But who are you? How do you know so much?
6: I am nobody, Signorita. I amount to nothing only i draw a little i sketch and i hope to become a painter some day in the meantime i am working in la sultana silk lace and haberdashery shop i shall retire now with your permission
0: ladies goes out a moment of astonished silence follows
4: (laughs) what do you think of that
2: (laughs) he's a scream i don't see what makes you call him a scream I think he's awfully nice and attractive. (laughs)
4: Attractive and everything else. So Don Simplicity has turned your head, has he?
0: Catalina, almost in tears.
2: I don't see what makes you call him Don Simplicity. He's got a name like everybody else.
4: But we don't know his name. Yes, we do. It's Alberto.
0: Catalina, to herself.
4: Alberto.
2: What a nice name.
0: Madame Pepita is heard talking outside.
4: Oh, here comes Mamma!
0: Carmen, resuming work precipitately.
4: Oh, goodbye, my wages.
0: To Christina.
4: Give me another pin.
0: Madame Pepita, outside.
4: Yes, yes, I tell you, yes.
0: The sewing girl, outside.
1: But, Madame
0: madame pepita enters she is still a fine-looking woman her tailored suit is strictly in the mode and her coiffure arranged with extreme care she carries an elaborately trimmed sleeve in one hand talking and gesticulating immoderately as she enters evidently in great annoyance at the same time she is careful to maintain a noticeable affectation of refinement the sewing-girl follows deferentially
1: there is no but about it i tell you the sleeve is a botch and a botch it is you'll rip it this very minute and baste it over again and say nothing and if that doesn't suit you you can go the idea of a little monkey like you presuming to defer with me in a matter of taste But I didn't say anything. So much the better. Here, take your sleeve.
0: Throws it at the girl who catches it.
1: The thing's a nightmare. It's about as chic as you are. To think I pay this girl six pesetas a week.
0: Sewing girl between her teeth as she goes out.
6: Anyone who stands you ought to be paid six hundred.
0: Catalina, going up to Madame Pepita.
2: Mama, do you hear what she says? She says anyone who stands you ought to be paid six hundred. Is that your business? Oh.
0: Madame Pepita, approaching Carmen and Christina.
1: What are you doing? Wasting time, as usual? Why
4: aren't you in the workroom? We were finishing this gown for exhibition.
0: Madame Pepita, examining the model through her lorgnette, which is attached to an extravagantly bejeweled chain.
1: And a sweet exhibition it is. Don't you like it? It might do for the patron saint of your village, which is in the bank country. Way back. if one is to judge by the taste.
4: I was born in Madrid the same as you. Then, my dear, your taste is bad, naturally. It's an exact copy of the model as you ordered. Won't you look?
0: Hands her the sketch. Madame Pepita examines the gown and the model alternately through her lorgnette. Catalina, breaking in eagerly, perfectly sure of herself.
2: But the model was designed for a woman built on gothic lines.
0: Madame Pepita, looking at her daughter, alarmed.
2: What's that? Of course. The lady who ordered this is Romanesque. What are you talking about? Yes, Romanesque. She has only seven heads, and to be true to type, with perfect proportion, you must have...
0: Stops to think.
2: Oh, a great many more. I don't know just how many. And if you put three rows of trimming on a short skirt, why, the woman who wears it will go around looking like a Greek monstrosity whose worst enemy has made her clothes.
0: Breaks off suddenly.
2: There. Just see if I'm not right.
0: Madame Pepita, alarmed.
1: Child, have you a temperature? Come here, let me see. No, Mama. <laughs> what are you laughing at?
4: Nothing, Madame. We just heard all that rigmarole from the boy from La Sultana. Has the boy from La Sultana been here? With the laces. The same boy? No, another one, Madame. Did
1: you tell him that he was no good and that the proprietor is a cheat and an extortioner?
0: Carmen, smiling.
1: No, madame. You missed a fine opportunity. I'll tell him when I see him.
0: Catalina, aroused.
2: No, don't you do it, mamma. Is that your business?
0: Catalina, moving off, suppressed. Oh. Carmen, pointing to the dress form.
4: What shall we do with this?
1: Take it to pieces and pin it together all over again. But not here. People will be coming soon and the whole place is a mess. Carry it into the workroom. I'll be there in a minute. Get out of my sight.
0: Carmen, with her tongue in her cheek.
4: Yes, madame.
0: Picking up the form with Christina's help and carrying it out. Muttering between her teeth as she does so.
4: With the greatest of pleasure.
0: Catalina, approaching her mother.
2: Mama, she says with the greatest of pleasure. Is that your business? Oh. What are you doing here?
1: Idling? No, Mama, I am studying. Is that so?
2: Let me see that book. Is it a novel?
0: Catalina, protesting.
2: No, Mama, it's a book Don Guillermo lent me. Don't you know? The gentleman on the floor above. It is, really, if you want to see it.
0: Giving her the book. Madame Pepita, turning the pages.
2: Heavens and earth, what's this? A skeleton?
0: Catalina, as pleased as a child.
2: Yes, Mama. It's a book that tells how many bones we have and how we are made inside and out. Eh? And what everything inside us is for.
0: Reciting...
2: The human body consists of three parts, head, trunk.
0: Madame Pepita, interrupting, scandalized.
2: Hush, hush, that's
1: immoral. Throw the book away this minute. Such things are only for men to know. No decent woman has any occasion to study her insides.
0: Catalina, innocently...
2: Oh, yes, Mama, she has. Don Guillermo says that women are just the ones who ought to know, so that when they grow up and become mothers, they can nurse their own children, as God intended.
0: Madame Pepita, sincerely shocked.
2: That man's a satyr.
0: Catalina, innocently.
2: Oh, no, Mama, you mustn't say that. He writes articles for the papers, and he's a member of the Academy.
0: Madame Pepita, softening as if by magic
2: a member of the academy who told you so the janitor's wife she saw it on his letters and it's on the papers too that come to him from the printers don guillermo de armendariz y ochoa from the royal academy of fine arts yes mama besides he's awfully nice and awfully sweet to me and he has his rooms all stuffed full of big pieces of stone and statues that haven't any heads and whenever he meets me on the stairs he always stops to talk to me and he's told me he'll lend me books so that i can learn something because he thinks it's a great pity that i am such a big girl and such an ignoramus and he asked why you didn't send me to school when i was little i told him that you didn't want me to associate with common children "'And he says that it is better to be common than to be ignorant. "'And that's true, isn't it, Mama?'
0: "'Madame Pepita, abstracted, impressed.
2: "'A member of the Academy?' "'Yes, Mama. "'And the other day he had his picture in the Nuevo Mundo "'with the King and Queen.' "'With the King?' yes mamma at the opening of the picture exhibition he was there to receive them and explain everything so that they could tell which were the good pictures and which were the bad ones you can see them all here for yourself
0: producing a copy of the Nueva Mundo, which is concealed among the fashion plates
2: he has medals all over and wears a sash
0: madame Pepita, impressed
2: probably the order of carlos
1: the third or maybe he's maria luisa
0: mollified, gazing at the photograph.
1: How attractive a man does look when he's decorated.
0: The doorbell rings, after which Carmen's voice is heard outside.
4: Yes, Signor Conde. Will the Conde step in? I'll tell Madame.
0: Appearing in the doorway and discovering Madame Pepita.
4: Oh, here is Madame Pepita. Madame, the Conde de la Vega de l'Eso.
0: Madame Pepita suddenly becoming sweeter than honey
1: conde come in come right in
0: giving her daughter a hasty push
1: go and dress yourself you stand there in the middle of the room you're a sight oh
0: runs out escaping by one door as conde enters by the other don Luis de lara conde de la vega de leso though but fifty-five is in appearance much older love wine and other excesses having undermined his health prematurely nevertheless he still affects the airs and graces of the beau which contrasts lamentably with the general decay of his person he dresses with undue pretence to fashion carrying himself gallantly in the grand style though his gestures and poses are marred for the most part by his premature senility he wobbles and totters and bends forward unexpectedly which causes him the keenest annoyance kissing the girl who opens the door as he enters he appears to be dispensing a favour the girl receives the salute with ill-concealed disgust wiping her face with her apron as soon as the conde's back is turned Then she goes out.
7: My dearest Pepita.
1: I was afraid the conde had forgotten us. It is three months since we have seen you.
7: Oh, my dear, I have been travelling. Troubles and worries without number. I have not been well. The conde has been ill? Yes, Mental anguish, moral suffering, that is all. Society is in bad case, Pepita. The aristocracy has degenerated. Money is replacing blue blood nowadays, and it is prejudiced against the nobility. Poverty devours our vellum riches. We are nobodies.
1: Oh, don't say that, Conde. Money cannot purchase blue blood.
7: <sighs> no, blue blood cannot be bought, nor sold either, for that matter.
1: Be seated, Conde. Ah, Pepita,
7: who would believe that your dear departed mother had lived in our house, that she had acted as maid to my departed wife?
0: Madame Pepita, unduly affected.
7: Your poor wife. Yes, you were born in our house, brought up under the protection of my wing. Looking about the room. But today you travel the road to riches,
0: while I... Madame Pepita, cantering promptly.
1: Condé, oh, I have troubles of my own, believe me.
7: Come, come. Don't tell me you'll ever hang for want of a couple of thousand pesetas,
1: Conde, what put that idea in your head? A dressmaker invests her entire capital in clothes. These gowns cost me a fortune, and just as soon as the style changes nobody will look at them. Then I have to pay wages to no end of girls, and finally there are the customers they grow meaner and meaner every day even the actresses and the demi mondaines who only a little while ago never dreamed of questioning the price of anything would you believe it nowadays the way they scrutinize their bills is something shameful they know what everything down to a yard of satin costs why conde i had a lady here the other day the wife of a cabinet minister i'd rather not mention her name who insisted upon supplying her own trimming for a court costume fancy trimming to me what next i wonder she said the lace was antique it had a history i thought to myself it's antique all right as for the history there's plenty of that that's not so antique in which your husband figures conspicuously
7: It is the way of the world, Pepita. Uh,
1: Dressmaking is not what it used to be, Conde.
7: Come, come. You have landed a scorial, which is money assured. Everybody knows you have property.
1: What good is a little property when you haven't the money to build?
7: Your daughter will be one of the finest matches in Spain madame pepita fluttered
1: oh conde how can you say that
7: i have a soft spot in my heart for you pepita
1: thank you conde
7: you are an exceptional woman enterprising systematic who has
0: exquisite taste at each additional flattery madame pepita swells with pride blushing with excess of emotion
7: i express my admiration freely whenever i can find the opportunity
1: i am more than grateful conde
7: to-day i have come with a purpose conde a lady will arrive shortly naturally at my suggestion who wishes to order some clothes
1: A relative of the condes?
7: Don Louis, with a superior air. No, she is not of my world, socially. Rather, I should say, um, of the artist class. Her name is Galatia, a stage name, of course. You must have heard of her. Something quite out of the ordinary. Mm, High-class vaudeville, don't you know? living pictures
1: oh yes of course
7: stunning creature
1: exquisite she
7: has been in despair in madrid over the problem of clothes she can find nothing appropriate
0: with a deprecatory gesture
7: finally i said to her why not see madame pepita
1: i am overwhelmed conde
7: So now, she is coming to you. The difficulty is, at least I assume it is, she treats me like a father, or even more so. Although she is fond of me, there are some subjects we never discuss, however I am convinced that somewhere in the background there must be somebody who pays the bills. Tragic, is it not? But obviously that is not
0: our affair. Madame Pepita, innocently.
1: Certainly not, as long as they are paid.
0: Naturally, that is
7: understood. I might suggest that in fixing the price—
1: The conde knows that my prices are not exorbitant, as the lady is a friend of his—
7: no no that is not it exactly permit yourself for once the luxury of a few hundred pesetas more or less
0: shall we say a thousand more madame Pepita responds with a gesture of astonishment
7: times are hard i could use seven hundred and fifty myself which you may set aside for me when the bill is paid "'Unless, of
0: course, you
7: care to advance them, if it is not inconvenient.'
1: "'But, Conde—'
0: "'Don Louis, affecting depression, pacing up and down the room—'
7: Ah, oh, sad Pepita, is it not? Democracy has reduced us to this. "'A Conde de la Vega de Lezo accepting commissions upon clothes. "'Think of it. I shed tears.'
0: Madame Pepita, capitulating.
1: Don't feel too badly, Conde. If there's anything I can do...
0: Don Louis, simulating feeling.
7: Thanks, Pepita.
0: Embracing her.
7: I accept it because your heart is pure gold. But it demeans
0: me.
1: Not at all, Conde.
0: The doorbell rings. Galatea's voice is heard outside
1: is madame
3: pepita in
7: here she is i recognize her voice
0: transported
3: (sighs) ah
7: her voice
0: advancing to the door
7: this way galatea
0: hurrying forward to offer his hand galatea a woman of twenty-five displays an extremely smart street costume, somewhat over-elaborate, but nevertheless in good taste. Her manners and speech are vulgar, contrasting with her appearance, and indicating that she has been brought up among the least sensitive of the lower classes. Galatea, to the Conde.
3: So you're here, are you?
0: Don Louis obsequious and infatuated losing all his grand manner at once
3: yes
7: i am here as you see whispering naughty things about you i am interested in whatever you do
3: well i'll have to credit you one for getting up early and it was cold this morning too
7: i am incapable of any sacrifice for your sake
3: the sacrifice will come later but remember I don't count asthmatic attacks any sacrifice
7: asthmatic attacks a great joke
3: is this the madame pepita you talk so much about yes indeed
1: at your service
0: galatea as affable with madame pepita as she is abrupt with the conde
1: i am charmed the pleasure is mine the Conde informs me that you are very particular in the matter of clothes. Usually, I think clothes so commonplace. I am sure that we have something which will appeal to your tastes. I suppose you are frightfully expensive. Quality is always expensive. However, I do not believe that we shall defer over the price.
7: You may have absolute confidence in Pepita. Although not nobly born, she holds herself
0: high. Whenever the Conde speaks, Galatea stares at him contemptuously, looking him over from head to foot, but he simulates entire obliviousness.
1: You embarrass me, Conde.
0: To Galatea.
1: Have you any ideas, or would you prefer to look over some of our models first, so as to see what we have?
3: Yes, perhaps you might show me something.
1: If madame will step into the other room? I am anxious to see your display.
0: Don Louis unable to resist.
7: Quite
3: right. Step this way. No, trot along. You're excused. Dressmakers despise nothing so much as men who hang about fitting rooms.
1: Oh, no, indeed. If it is any pleasure to the condé.
3: Well, if you don't mind, I do. That settles it.
0: Don Louis, visibly disappointed.
7: Always clever and coy.
3: Yes, it's the way I'm made.
7: I must be off, then. I have business of my own to attend to. Does your motor happen to be at the door, by any chance?
3: What do you want of my motor?
7: Don Louis, smiling nothing of your motor but i should like permission from you to ride
0: in it as far as my house galatea after a moment's hesitation
3: very well if you send a ride back mind that you don't smoke and get my cushions all smelling of tobacco because when i'm alone i don't care to be reminded that there are such things as men in the world
0: fanning the air with her handkerchief Au revoir,
7: pepita. Good-bye. And by the way, attend to that little matter as soon as possible. The need is urgent.
1: I shan't forget Condé.
0: The Condé goes out. Galataire, as he disappears, utterly indifferent as to whether he overhears or not.
3: Silly ass. Side-splitting, isn't he? And he thinks he's a sport.
0: Madame Pepita, alarmed, fearing the conde may hear.
1: Oh, but the conde is so distinguished. He's just in his prime.
3: Yes, prime for a mummy in a museum.
1: My God, I'm no
3: use for antiques, not even when they're gold-lined. Men oughtn't to be allowed after they are twenty. These hangovers disgust me. (sighs)
0: Madame Pepita lifts the curtain at the door leading to the fitting-room, and ushers Galatea out. For a moment the stage is empty. Then the bell rings, and Carmen enters with Augusto. Augusto is a young man of twenty-five, whose sole preoccupation is the care and adornment of his person. He is dressed in an ultra-fashionable, light-coloured morning-suit, which is slightly effeminate in effect. His shirt, tie, shoes, in short, all the articles of his attire, blend in a harmony of delicate hues. He sports a velour hat whose soft, wide brim, turned up on one side and down on the other, rivals the meticulous lure of the coquette. His blond hair billows above his brow in sweeping waves, one or two of which break gracefully over his forehead his moustache is equally exquisite yet in spite of his preciosity and affected speech there is something about his person which is undeniably attractive carmen obsequiously
4: do step in senor visconde and be seated i will deliver the message my god how sweet that man smells
0: Augusto, deigning to accept the proffered chair, but without sitting down. Thanks awfully.
4: Did the Visconde meet his father, the Conde, on the stairs?
0: Meet
8: my father?
0: No. Carmen, seeking a pretext to prolong the conversation.
4: The Conde left a
8: moment ago.
0: Did he? Tell Madame
8: Pepita that I am here. That is, if she is disengaged.
4: Certainly. If the Visconde has a moment to spare, Madame is with a customer, an actress. Perhaps you have heard the name? Galatea.
8: Galatea? When did she arrive?
4: Half an hour ago, Visconde. She is selecting models with Madame.
8: Let me see her at once. Galatea? No, Madame Pepita.
4: Yes, Visconde
8: do not tell her that i am here but say it is urgent remember not one word to galatea
4: no visconde she will be with you directly holy mother what
8: beautiful nails
0: goes out examining her own augusto smiling fatuously
8: it cannot be helped i wonder what they see
0: he looks at himself in the three-paneled mirror then in the pier-glass, then in a hand-mirror which lies upon the table, adjusting some detail of his suit, tie, or hair at each. Pulling a chain, to which a small bottle of perfume is attached, from his trousers-pocket, he pours a few drops upon his handkerchief. Then he takes a small comb from a case, and deftly fluffs the waves of his hair. Then he twists the ends of his moustache between his thumb and forefinger, makes a circuit of the mirrors again, and, finally selecting a slender Egyptian cigarette from an incredible case, lights it with a patent lighter before sitting himself down to smoke, seated midway between the two mirrors, from which point of vantage he is able to survey himself upon all sides at once." He is interrupted in this agreeable occupation by Madame Pepita, who enters hurriedly, followed by Carmen. Madame Pepita, to Carmen.
1: But why all this mystery? Will you tell me who wants to see me? What is the matter with you anyhow?
0: Augusto, remaining seated, without deigning to remove his eyes from the mirror. Pepita, it is I. Visconde?
1: Visconde?
0: augusto directs a killing glance at carmen who responds with a look of admiration carmen as she goes out
4: when he looks at you he's divine
0: augusto twirling his moustache complacently without taking his eyes from the glass yes
8: pepita it is i
0: don't call me visconde call me what you
8: used to when you lived with us
0: madame pepita ravished
1: oh signorito augusto
0: augusto still more condescendingly or just plain augusto
1: signorito augusto the very idea
8: you witnessed my entrance into the world pepita
1: how long ago it seems
0: about to cry
1: your poor mother
0: augusto abstracted still preoccupied with himself
8: yes my poor mother such is life some die others are born which is which
1: who knows visconde
8: no doubt you wonder how it is i come to be up so early
1: the visconde knows he is welcome at any hour
8: it may surprise you but i have come my dear to ask a favour
1: oh visconde
8: Pepita times are hard although my habits may be
0: lowering his eyes
8: the pace today is a trifle rapid a man of my age with my advantages
0: gazing at himself from head to foot
8: well i must resign myself smiles love is expensive and women have become so dreadfully prosaic i am madly in love with a woman why conceal it you know her galatea
1: galatea who
8: precisely smiles who is looking over your models hence the need of secrecy i do not wish her to see me
0: madame papita moves over and closes the door
8: thank you so much she is a regal creature
0: turning to admire himself again in an ecstasy of self-satisfaction although
8: i say it myself she has exquisite taste
1: well she is certainly hard
8: to please but she is crazy about me i am sorry for the poor girl she is in despair over the question of clothes you know what models are in madrid finally i said to her why not see madame Pepita?"
1: oh visconde
8: it will be well worth your while and so i dropped in myself money is no object in this case when you make out the bill
1: oh visconde since you are to pay the bill
8: no pepita no not exactly unfortunately i shall not pay eh i adore her she adores me but there are complications in fact i suspect that somewhere in the background there is some despicable creature who does pay sighing some miserable old reprobate at least so i gather from her maid carmelina an adorable blonde lowering his eyes who conceals nothing from me
0: madame pepita sincerely alarmed
8: you don't
1: tell me
0: permit yourself a little liberty when you make out the bill
8: i mean as to price
0: with an endearing pat
8: and we'll split the difference how is that
1: but visconde
0: augusto growing more and more affectionate
8: nonsense let the other chap do the worrying ah pepita you are just like my poor dear mother
0: becoming sentimental
8: she was fond of you
0: madame pepita overcome preparing to cry
1: yes your poor mother
8: but enough
0: of that charge her fifteen hundred pesetas catalina entering suddenly without noticing augusto
2: mamma i am going out to the coroner to buy some notepaper. gregoria has asked me to write to her young man What on earth is the matter with you? Don't you know how to address a gentleman?
1: Oh. Here is the Visconde. Yes, I didn't see him first. Well, what else have you to say for yourself?
0: Catalina, offering her hand to Augusto, who takes it gingerly.
1: How do you do? Say, how do you do
2: Visconde?
0: Augusto, condescendingly. Oh, never mind. Catalina, firmly.
2: I'm sure I don't care.
0: Augusto, insinuatingly.
8: Is this original young lady your daughter?
1: Yes, Visconde, my daughter and my punishment.
8: Very well. Then we understand each other. You needn't bother to see me out. Smiling. The girls will be waiting at the door.
0: Retires, accompanied by Madame Pepita, who returns immediately. Catalina, as he disappears.
2: Conceited
0: puppy. She has changed her dress, but is still ungroomed and untidy as before. Madame Pepita, re-entering.
2: Are you still here?
0: Catalina, intimidated.
2: I was
1: looking for my book haven't i told you a hundred times not to come in when i have people here without first dressing yourself properly
0: catalina inspecting herself in the mirror
2: but i am dressed properly
0: madame pepita surveying her from head to foot
2: for what
0: catalina with sincere conviction
2: i have on a new skirt and a clean
1: waist and then you've taken a turn with them on in the coal-bin come here
0: Pushing her this way and that as she fixes her dress.
1: Aren't you ashamed to be seventeen and not be able to put your skirt on straight yet?
2: Out you hurt.
0: Madame Pepita, still pushing her around. It
2: will do you good. Yes, it's fun for you.
0: Galatea, outside.
3: It's awfully good looking, of course.
0: Madame Pepita, opening the door, which she closed previously.
1: Get out. Somebody is coming. Well, can I go then? Go to the devil if that will do any good.
0: Catalina goes out on the left as Galatea enters on the right. A sewing girl accompanies her who retires immediately without speaking. Galatea, sniffing the air.
3: Hmm, so he has been here.
0: Madame Pepita, pretending not to understand.
1: I beg your pardon?
0: Galatea, "'Immensely pleased.'
1: (laughs) "'What did he want? I can smell him.' "'I have no idea to what you refer, Signora.'
3: "'How innocent we are! I refer to that rascal, Augusto. "'Nobody could mistake that odour of tuberose.'
0: "'Deeply gratified.' "'It
3: would have surprised me if he hadn't come. "'Probably he wanted to find out whether or not I was alone. (laughs) "'What did you tell him?' Suppose he meets the author of his being on the stairs.
0: (laughs) Becoming serious.
3: Well, I ought not to laugh, I suppose. He's been an angel to me. Yes, that's a good joke, isn't it? A real angel. What in heaven's name are we talking about, anyway?
1: I hope you found something to suit.
3: Oh, yes. You have wonderful taste.
0: Madame Pepita bowing.
1: Senora,
3: there's a blue gown that fairly took my breath away, and a lace negligee somewhat low. Do you get me? sighing? Oh, it was fascinating. Imagine me, is not it?
1: Did you notice a mauve crêpe de chine tea gown with a jacket effect of point d'alencon It would be marvellous with your lines. Try it on, and we can mark the alterations
3: thanks i don't believe i'll try on anything today you won't no i'm not interested you might make me up two or three batiste blouses perhaps don't you know the cheapest things you have what you use for chemises will do and send me a bill for four thousand pesetas four thousand what half for you and half for me my god a woman has to live somehow Oh the bill but while you are about it i don't suppose you'd mind sending it in duplicate in duplicate one for the old man and one for the boy
0: noticing the horrified look on madame Pepita's face
3: while a woman's young she's got to provide for her old age what i'm in for anyway except to pay bills there are lots of women who enjoy spending money Every time they have anything, something else takes their eye, so off they go and buy.
0: Very earnestly.
3: But that's not my style. I've too much sense. The old man is no good.
0: Madame Pepita makes a gesture of dissent.
3: I am merely taking him as an example. No reflections upon you. Tell me, would you put up with him for a minute if he never came across? Of course not.
0: Imitating in pantomime the counting of bills.
3: But the young fellow is all right. Besides, what's the use of denying it? I'm mad over him. But what does he expect? I'm not going to be the only one who loosens up. Take that from me. If you look at it
1: in that light.
3: Like nothing. Look at it as it is. Suppose now I go in for clothes. Clothes cost money, you know that. And you can't raise a cent on them afterwards to save your neck. A woman's a fool to spend money on clothes.
0: Contemptuously.
3: Jewels are no better. You have to pay twenty for what you can't sell for ten. Cash is safer, and land. Every penny i save goes into land.
0: Madame Pepita, impressed.
3: Then you think well of real estate? Yes. The next time you run up to Paris, look out of the window as the train leaves Torre Delones.
1: You'll see a house on the right with a fence painted blue. With a tin summer house in front, with a vine on it? Lovely, isn't it? That's me.
0: Madame Pepita, enchanted.
3: You? Drop off if you have time and look me over. Thanks. I'm usually there Sundays watering my lettuce.
0: A pause.
3: But probably you have more important things to do and I'm taking your time. No, indeed. Oh, yes, you have. I'll look you up later. Remember, two bills. Don't forget. See you later. I shall hope to see you i've taken an awful fancy to you indeed i have
1: charmed to be sure
0: both go out after a moment madame pepita returns madame pepita to herself
1: a thousand pesetas four thousand pesetas fifteen hundred two bills and all for two batiste blouses god at this rate i can dismiss the establishment
0: she goes up to the table and examines the samples that alberto has left a noise outside then the doorbell rings and don guillermo enters supporting catalina pale and frightened christina and another girl follow immediately madame pepita alarmed rushing up to her daughter
1: what is the matter what has happened
2: catalina
0: catalina very much frightened
2: Nothing, Mama. Nothing at all. Don't be alarmed, Signora. Sir? Mama, this is Don Guillermo. The young
5: lady has turned her ankle. Perhaps you had better sit down.
0: Assisting Catalina to an armchair.
5: As she was crossing the street, an automobile almost ran over her. Fortunately, it missed.
2: There wasn't any danger.
5: "'Naturally, she was frightened. Have you a glass of water?'
2: "'Squeeze a lime in it.'
0: "'Christina goes out. "'I
5: should suggest an
0: orange.' "'The sewing-girl
5: goes out.
2: "'I'm all right now. I was frightened, that's all.' "'Morning as usual, were you, with your head in the clouds?'
5: "'Don't scold her. Accidents will happen.' "'Catalina insisting.'
2: mama this is don guillermo the gentleman who lives upstairs i heard you the first time
0: affably to don guillermo
2: this is a great
1: pleasure we are much obliged to you
5: not at all i was in time to prevent a catastrophe which somebody else would have prevented had
0: i not been in time meanwhile catalina has taken his hand affectionately
1: won't you sit down Catalina, let go of the gentleman's hand. It embarrasses him.
0: Catalina lets go of Don Guillermo's hand. Don Guillermo sympathetically.
5: No, indeed. She is a little nervous.
0: The sewing-girl re-enters with a glass of water, which Don Guillermo offers to Catalina.
5: Drink this. We had to put vinegar in it
1: because there wasn't anything sweet in the house. That will do.
0: Catalina, almost choking, refusing to drink.
2: Yes, Mama, because Gregoria finished the orangeade yesterday when she had that fainting fit, after she had a quarrel with her young man. Gregoria,
1: fainting fit? The kitchen cat will be having a nervous breakdown next. To the girl. Take this away and go back to your work.
0: The sewing girl retires with the glass. Catalina aside to Don Guillermo.
2: Don't you go away. What was that?
0: Catalina timidly.
2: I asked Don Guillermo not to go away.
0: But
5: I must, however. I live only one flight up. If you need me at any time, Guillermo de Amandariz is my name.
1: My daughter tells me that you are a very learned man.
0: Don Guillermo unimpressed. That depends
1: you are a member of the academy
0: don Quixote, smiling
5: i could scarcely avoid that
2: avoid it he says at the great pity that i'm such an ignoramus
5: i never said that because you are not an ignoramus
2: oh yes she is but it's
1: not her fault it's mine that is it isn't mine either what could i do I've spent my whole life working for her like a slave, trying to scrape together enough money so that she wouldn't have to go through what I've been through in this world. Tied down as I am to the worry of these miserable clothes, how was I to tend to her education? That's why she's like this. But you needn't think that it isn't a mortification to me, because when God has given you a daughter, or maybe it was the devil you just want to have her nonplussed ultra and it's a great grief to me that she isn't but why am i telling all this to you when you don't know what it is to have a child that is maybe you do know anyhow it's none of my business i don't mean to be inquisitive
0: don guillermo smiling
5: no unfortunately i do not know i am alone in the world when i was young i had no time to marry And now that I am growing old, it is too late. My books are to blame, and they console me for what I have lost, which is no more than their duty. Since the subject has been mentioned, I wonder if you would allow me to devote a little of my time to Catalina's education. Education? It seems providential. We are good friends already. We have talked together and i am fond of her she is intelligent
0: catalina greatly astonished
5: am i she will learn quickly i guarantee it you give her lessons a member of the academy
2: certainly mamma
5: it will be a pleasure then i shall feel that my learning is actually of some use in the world "'It has all been rather selfish till now. What do you say? Is it agreed?'
0: Madame Pepita, greatly affected.
5: "'Ah,
1: you have no idea how I appreciate this.'
0: Throwing her arms about Catalina, and am bursting into tears.
1: "'My dear, you are to sit at the feet of an academician.'
0: Don Guillermo my surprised.
5: It hardly justifies the emotion. It is not so serious. But I
1: feel terribly, because we are dreadfully unhappy. Naturally, you would never suspect it, but since you're so fond of my daughter, I can tell you. Besides, everybody knows it anyway. We are dreadfully unhappy right here as we sit, because this poor child has no father. You imagine that I'm a widow...
5: "'Señora, I imagine nothing of the sort.'
0: "'Madame Pepita hastily.
1: "'Well, I'm not unmarried. "'That is, I'm not married either. "'I mean, yes, I am. "'But it's just the same as if I wasn't, "'because my husband, "'that is, the man I thought was
5: my husband.' "'But you owe me no explanations. "'I'm not concerned in the affair.'
0: MADAME PEPITA, WITHOUT STOPPING TO DRAW breath,
1: But I want you to know, so that you won't think— You see, it was this way. My parents were good, honest people. My mother was a lady's maid, and my father butler in the house of the Counts de la Vega de Leso. You have heard of them? But I always had a taste for clothes, so I went with some French women to be a dressmaker in Buenos Aires. And when I got there, I met the father of this child i was young and impressionable then he was a russian no doubt about that and we got married church and all but without his settling anything on me because it isn't done out there and i thought he was the manager of a printing-house but two months afterwards he turned out to be a duke yes sir a russian duke who because he was the black sheep of the family had been shipped off to america And then his father died, and he inherited and had to go back to his own country. But that wasn't the worst of it. The worst of it was that he was a
5: bigamist. A bigamist? Yes. He was married already
1: in Russia to a woman of his own rank, and he ran off with her. So when this poor child came into the world, she hadn't any father.
5: How singularly unfortunate.
1: BUT I KEPT RIGHT ON sewing, AND WHEN HE GOT BACK TO RUSSIA HE SENT ME MONEY, FOR IT IS ONLY FAIR TO ADMIT HE WAS ALWAYS A GENTLEMAN, AND THEN I CAME BACK TO SPAIN AND ESTABLISHED MYSELF IN BUSINESS, AND SINCE I'VE GOT TASTE, IF I DO SO SAY IT MYSELF, WE'VE GOTTEN AHEAD. BESIDES, NOW AND THEN HE SENT ME MONEY, BUT IT'S A LONG TIME NOW SINCE HE WENT AWAY, AND I HAVEN'T SEEN HIM FOR SIXTEEN YEARS, AND MY DAUGHTER DOESN'T KNOW HIM AT ALL and she never will, for we don't even know whether he is alive or dead, and probably he has other children anyway, and here I am, neither married nor single, and not even a widow. So you see that I have plenty of reason for being unhappy.
5: Not so much as you think. You have your health, you have your work, an income, a quiet conscience.
1: Yes, one thing I can say is that my conscience never troubled me
5: what more do you ask love played you a trick (laughs) in exchange you have a daughter a pledge of happiness a reason for living you had your illusion of love for a time but believe me even sadder than to have been deceived is never to have had the opportunity hereafter you must count me as one of your friends for the present i must bid you good-bye you have my sympathy
1: thanks very much if i can be of any service
5: perhaps later Goodbye.
1: adios
0: don guillermo goes out a pause follows carmen entering
4: madame the salesman has come with the english samples
0: madame papita drying her eyes
1: Show him into the other room, I shall attend to his case
2: immediately
0: to Catalina, who is gazing pensively into space.
2: What are you moaning about? Isn't it sad not to be anybody's daughter and not to have a father like everybody?
0: Madame Pepita, taking her into her arms,
2: you are my daughter, oh mamma, We are dreadfully unhappy. We are my child, we are indeed.
0: Moving off a little, and placing both hands on Catalina's shoulders, while she looks her straight in the eye.
1: But remember this. One thing consoles me for all of our misfortunes. In my daughter's veins runs noble blood.
0: Curtain. End of Act One